0: Hi, I'm Richard Randall, and welcome to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. This is the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or to sell real estate with Colorado Springs Real Estate Authority, Barb Schlinker. Barb Schlinker is a retired Navy veteran. Barb is an author. Barb Schlinker is a pilot, and Barb enjoys all that Colorado Springs has to offer with her amazing team. Barb, always great to be talking with you. And it's been 15 months since COVID caused a government imposed shutdown of many businesses. Many people lost jobs, and the government mandated that landlords could not evict the tenants who failed to pay rent. What's the very latest on this eviction moratorium?
1: Well, it's different state to state. So our governor basically has halted residential evictions. Well, this kind of started back last summer, right? And are supposed to go through June. That Well, that's what the CDC says. The CDC says there is a moratorium on evictions through the end of June. But the, the question, and maybe you can answer this, what does a public health service office have to do with state and personal property rights? It doesn't make any sense. It's Do they have plenary powers to edict these things? It's really kind of confusing. So we're starting to see some fight back going on. Both the Alabama and the Georgia Realtor Associations filed lawsuits in November saying, hey, wait a minute. This public service does not have legal authority to impose a nationwide moratorium on evictions. And so it really has a lot of impact, not just on landlords, but on tenants, too. There's a lot of weird things going on that we haven't seen before and hope not to see again. One of them is that, you know, if anybody in the family, meaning a tenant, can say, that they lost employment due to COVID, they don't have to pay rent. They just have to file a claim that they're affected by COVID and the landlords are left carrying the expenses of those properties. And it is, and to extend it is it really creates a problem. What are your thoughts on that, Richard?
0: In fact, Barb, there's been some litigation over that with regard to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, The government is saying, or at least one aspect of the government, the Department of Justice is saying that the CDC actually went beyond their powers when they imposed this moratorium, that they actually didn't have the ability to do that. So it's up in limbo. The court that ruled that they didn't have the ability to do that has stayed the entire issue so that there can be an appeal, and they try to sort all of this out. But it ends up, I think, just being very confusing and being a mess for a lot lot of the people, even for the the landlords and the tenants themselves, trying to figure out exactly what the situation is.
1: Right. And so how it affects us here in the state of Colorado is the governor basically said that landlords cannot charge late fees to tenants that can't pay because of being impacted by COVID. But the reading that I did online indicated from legal sites that the governor made it very clear that the Federal eviction ban applies in Colorado. Now, when I read that document, I didn't quite understand what it was trying to say. But if a lawyer says that, I, I believe that could be true. So, how does a renter qualify for this quote assistance? And, and is it really assistance? Because basically, it means that they cannot, they don't have to pay rent, which if I didn't have to pay my mortgage for a year and a half, that would be awesome. <laughs> there'd be a lot of cool things I could buy with that money. And the problem is getting them back into the routine. Do they have to pay it back? Are they going to get caught up? And how does this impact landlords and even real estate investment in general in the whole entire state? Now, there are some landlords that are getting this emergency rental assistance money. But I talked to one that I know that's experiencing this and it took them more than a year to get any funds uh, after they applied so it really creates a problem for landlords because they're going to have to pay the housing expense until their tenants can pay and they're just kind of stuck in the middle what do you think richard
0: I think it is an absolute mess. And, and, you know, a lot of this just comes down to whether you are the landlord or you're the tenant. If you're somebody who is renting, yes, you're right, Barb. It's a golden opportunity to not have to uh, pay rent for this entire period, not have to worry about being evicted. And, you know, you're probably getting money from the government on the other unemployment assistance, et cetera. But I, I guess I keep thinking about the landlord where it's just not one person that they're thinking about, but maybe they've got a four unit property or, or maybe the, the home that they are renting is a, a very big home with a substantial amount of money tied in with that. We're talking with Barb Schlinker of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. You can reach Barb at 719-301-3900. And Barb, let me ask you a question then. How do you think these restrictions are going to affect the current real estate market?
1: Well, I don't think right now it has any impact on a large scale. The research that I did indicated that there were as many as 200,000 people that are not paying in the state of Colorado. That's a big number when you put it in perspective. I mean, how big is Denver? What, two to three million? We're pushing a million. That's still a lot of people not performing in whatever property that they're renting. But what's happening in this real estate market is quite the opposite. It's, it's very inflationary. We have a huge issue with supply, meaning a lack of supply and huge demand. So available homes are fewer and far between, down by one third of what they were a year ago. Buyers, in most cases, all the way up to a million, sometimes over, are having to compete for homes so how that affects the whole rental market actually is what I'm seeing when I look at rental listings and what they're renting for is the rental rates are increasing substantially. The other thing that's going on is that in homes that are under the average price point, which right now is all the way up to 481000 people can buy a home for a lower payment than they would have if they rented. So it makes sense to buy, but we have low supply, and high demand. And then I'm wondering about the job market. You know, do we have a weak job market? When I researched these statistics on this, it was really kind of surprising to me. It said that, you know, our unemployment is just a little bit higher than the national average, slightly above 6%. But I can tell you, I'm advertising a couple of jobs out there right now. And I was a little surprised. I, I normally would get probably... 50 to 100 applicants. I'm getting a third of that. And the ones that I am interviewing that are quality people are deciding to pick and choose on what jobs that they pick before making a commitment. I don't think the employment situation is is as bad as people make it seem. And in fact, there's probably a lot of people that are deciding not to get a job right now because he might be making more money getting these extra bonus government checks on top of their unemployment. Does that make sense to you, Richard?
0: It does and I in fact talked with some folks from the Gazette about this exactly. They wrote an article talking about how there's this intersection between people going back to work and and how much money they're going to make if they go back to work as opposed to how much money they make just by staying at home and and I don't know if it's exactly called double dipping, but they get a number of income sources from the various governments and government entities that they don't have to leave their home to do any work to get it all.
1: Right now, the market indicators are very strong. The average days on market are down by 30%. The number of sales are up by 20% from a year ago. The number of available homes is down by 65 to 75%. And from January to April, the average price rose $48,000. That's astounding. I've never seen that before. And I've been doing this here for 25 years. So if you're thinking of making a move, it's still a good time to buy just because all the indications are these prices are going to continue to rise. So why not take advantage of the low interest rates And if you're thinking of selling, especially if you have a rental property, now is a really good time to do it because there's a lot of talk and a lot of proposals out there under the current Biden administration to not just raise the capital gains, but to double it, which is kind of scary for most people. Richard?
0: You're listening to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. As always, you can reach Barb for any of these questions and clarification of any of it by calling 719-301-3900. Again, that's 719-301-3900. We'll take a short break this afternoon. When we come back, we're going to be discussing how to win. When it turns out that there is a home bidding war, you want to be the winner, Barb Schlinker is going to tell you how to do that.